Welcome, friends, people for peace, pods of consciousness, planetary citizens, wherever you are today. Uh, this is Dick Dalton, your host for Glocal News in Social Artistry, where we get to talk to people that are building a more humane world from the inside out. And I hope you noticed that I didn't mess up when I said glocal. That was global and local, all put in one word. Uh, because what we do locally is reflected globally, and what is happening around the world is uh, happening here at home as well. And it is no more true than it is today <laughs> because we have we have some guests in the studio uh, who are here because uh, Nikita Coombs who was on the show a few weeks back uh, the graduate student over at Mizzou in education uh, had invited uh, Tina at home uh, who's with student support services and Teresa Solis Metz, uh, who is, let's see, your diversity engagement coordinator at the College of yeah. Education. So welcome. Uh, Thank you. Thank you. Say hi. Help, help Dennis get the sound levels good for you. So just, uh, <laughs> Tina, tell us what Student Support Services is briefly. Sure. So I coordinate all the student services within the College of Education. So from them applying to be part of our department through their experience within the College of Education's Education School and Counseling Psychology through graduation. So I'm very privileged that I get to work with our graduate students day in and day out. So uh, only graduate students is what you're focused uh, serving? Within our department, our program is mainly is graduate. graduate. Yeah, yeah, we teach a lot of undergraduate courses, mm -hmm. including one in diversity that um, is required as part of the College of Education's curriculum. And that was a diversity class that came around about 15 years ago when diversity became something that we all wanted to include. Is that? Do you know the history of diversity class? Um, those particular classes were offered at that time. This particular class um, came about and really became a larger conversation within the College of Education within the last few years. We want to make sure that our students have a chance to engage in diverse topics and mm -hmm. have a better understanding of who they interact with on a daily basis. Mm -hmm. I knew we had a, a diversity class down at Lincoln, and uh, it was part of a, a required class and I don't know if they still require that but mm -hmm. I'm glad to hear that there's a requirement at least uh, is this undergraduate for all your education majors yes it is an undergraduate course uh -huh. so we try to get them in in their first year or potentially their second mm -hmm. year just to make sure they have an opportunity to really understand the experience when I uh, got hooked up with you all back in the 70s <laughs> just a couple years ago <laughs> I, I had been taking a bunch of health related courses and the, finally the school said you've got a major in something so it seemed like health education was the thing and so you all I'm sure someone in student support services or somebody got with me and said okay well let's make a game plan and take this class and I ended up 
going all the way through. So congratulations. Uh, yeah, it was <laughs> it was a good experience. So that's uh, Tina Edholm and Teresa Solis Metz. Yes. Speak to us about, uh, what was that other thing you did? Yeah. So, and the bridge, um, something about a bridge. Yes, I oversee a space known in the College of Education as the bridge, which was established in August of 2015. Um, so only a couple of years now, and we're slowly building traction. Um, it was initiated by graduate students, actually, in uh, educational psych and, or educational School and Counseling Psychology, the department mm -hmm. there, um, in response to how they were processing and needing a space um, to talk about the events of Ferguson, Missouri, right, mm -hmm. just a couple of hours from here, mm -hmm. and their concerns and needing to process with peers and, um, and you know, not just for themselves, they happen to be students of color themselves, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but wanting their, their peers and the majority in the College of Education to, to understand the perspective of, of what you know folks were going through and why this mm -hmm. was a national situation to be mm -hmm. looked at. Mm -hmm. um, and so at a, in response to that, um, our current dean, who was acting dean at the time, Dean Catherine Cheval, um, met with these students, heard their concerns, and uh, what was initiated was the establishment of both a physical space along with the programming of the bridge. And so um, I, along with a student advisory committee of undergraduate and graduate students, oversee the programming, coordinating, identifying what workshops and trainings might need to be done, mm -hmm. um, when to program them, because schedules, student schedules across our college are just very challenging sometimes mm -hmm. to figure sure. out um, and promoting those events. Um, so the mission of the bridge in its formal fashion um, is to uh, develop and expand the social perspectives of students, staff, and faculty in the College of Education through opportunities of um, learning and training and service with the endeavors of diversity, inclusion, and equity, which it's very lengthy to say. Mm -hmm. um, so the bottom line of it, when people ask me or when I present to classes and, and others, is the bridge is about creating and maintaining a healthy community. Mm -hmm. And not just in the College of Education, but across all of campus, truly. Mm -hmm. But we start and we are centered in the College of Education. Um, but everyone is welcome, community members included, are mm -hmm. welcome to join the events that we have. Mm -hmm. so. Have you come across the term community? Community, that is a new one for me, Dick. I have not come across that yet. Well, tell me more. It was new for me uh, when um, Carolyn Mahoney was president at Lincoln, let's say 10 years ago or more. I got a request to do a presentation at the International Student Banquet, mm. and my topic was given to me to talk about community. It was new to me. Yeah. So I, of course, looked it up, right? And uh, it seems as though there was this uh, school out on the East Coast, and I'm not going to be able to pull up quite the name of it, but it was one of those I, like institute mm -hmm. names, poly something institute <laughs> thing. And uh, there was a black president, uh, female there, too. So here we had, and I thought maybe, well, they had talked and, and gotten, but my president hadn't even heard of this uh, there. I don't know where she got the word community. But I gave a brilliant <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure. <laughs> talk on it it really is 
making sure community mm-hmm. is part of the university. Yes. Very much like uh, I changed the name of the class that I taught. It was personal hygiene, and I changed it to personal and community health mm-hmm. to make sure we had that connection every time we talked about self we're also interacting with the community all the way to the world yeah so uh i offer that as a a word you might want to look up and university community Mm -hmm. like that Mm -hmm. well uh you're not just here today to talk about the bridge and and recruit uh, students (laughs) into graduate (laughs) education psychology and whatever you're doing uh you're here because there is another person coming to Columbia. I understand it's March the 5th. The 5th, March 5th. Tuesday, uh-huh. March the that 5th. That is correct. Tell us about who's coming and why she's coming and how we get ready for it. Yes. And okay. Well, Dr. Tara I. Trent is commonly known as one of one of Oprah's all-time favorite guests. <laughs> um, I had the privilege of seeing Dr. Trent Uh, speak at a keynote at a conference I went to last year and at first it was this this African woman appeared on stage and this video played that kind of got the audience pumped up and and I was kind of surprised at this at this particular conference it was an African woman who was standing there and she started talking and she started telling her story of of growing up in African country of of Zimbabwe now mm-hmm. and having nothing and being married at the age of 11 and having four babies by the time she was 18 and she was illiterate. And one of the messages that really stuck to me is when she talked about how this one person showed up in her village and made her realize that she had a dream. Like she had the power as a young girl being illiterate to have a dream. And so what she did is she took that dream of coming to America and getting an education, Mm -hmm. and she found a way to accomplish that dream. Mm -hmm. And so she went on to finally earn her GED, and she came to the United States, and she got her bachelor's, and then her master's, and then her PhD. And during this whole time, she had her children with her. Hmm. And so her story goes on to talk about what it was like to be an African woman with children and being in the United States mm-hmm. in an educational environment. Mm-hmm. And her, her message just kept resonating every single moment of when they kept saying, or she kept saying, it took one person. Mm-hmm. It took one person to help her find food for her children. It took one person for her to help find her dream. It took completing that and then sitting on Oprah's stage and Oprah gave her her first major million dollar grant to start schools in Zimbabwe. Oh. So I think it's that power of one and that I'm really excited to bring to mm-hmm. Columbia mm-hmm. and just to hear that message that we can overcome poverty, we can overcome illiteracy, we can overcome life's adversity and challenges every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so you're partly responsible then for getting Dr. Trent I would say that Tina actually is completely responsible oh, I don't know about for that. starting this project. Um, she approached me after 
you attended this conference with um, an email with, I just came back from this conference, this phenomenal woman, and she provided me the link to both Dr. Trent's website and um, more information about her, about her book, The Awakened Woman, Mm -hmm. which was published in 2017, 2017, so fairly new, as a potential speaker for Mizzou, not just the College of Ed, but for Mizzou at large, um, and for Columbia, as mm-hmm. again, the community university that right. you talked about, Dick, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> with her message. Um, and so we started having, excuse me, <clears throat> started having conversations around how could we bring Dr. Trent from Zimbabwe to Columbia, mm-hmm. um, and so we just started planning. So I would say this was, I mean, this has been, talking about, you know, the dreams that Dr. Trent talks about, I mean, this has been one of Tina's dreams after hearing her speak mm-hmm. to bring the experience that she experienced here mm-hmm. to her local community, mm-hmm. and so I give credit completely to Tina on this one. <laughs> well, and then after that, it really became a collaborative process. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Teresa talked to the College of Engineering and the College of Education, and we came together to say, no, this is, we need to bring her message to the greater good. Mm-hmm. And then, thankfully, we've had sponsors mm-hmm. from the University of Missouri, different departments, the Division of Equity and Diversity, the Graduate School, as well as community partners. So, mm-hmm. um, Julie Stavely O'Carroll, she um, runs a group called Wantanara here in town. It's a it's an, a dance community, and she signed on. And all of a sudden, it was like, yes, people do believe hmm. in this vision. And Daniel Boone Library <clears throat> stepped mm-hmm. up, and they were actively involved as well. Yeah, yeah. No, we have uh, many collaborators on this mm-hmm. project. Truly, um, in both. Um, financial support and bringing Dr. Trent mm-hmm. as well as uh, just providing opportunities to promote and, and other ways of service as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tina already mentioned <clears throat> several individuals and departments. Um, Skylark Bookshop mm-hmm. is also involved in mm-hmm. this uh, particular, um, in, in this endeavor. Mm-hmm. They are doing the book signing after oh. mm-hmm. the event is being held at the Missouri Theater. Right. And mm-hmm. so in proximity it seemed appropriate to be like, oh, well okay. Um let's So Skylark's doing it at their shop at or, their or shop. at okay. <clears throat> they are doing okay. the book signing after the speaking event. Right. Um at their bookshop. Another treat of the event actually is um for those who may not know, um the School of Music at Mizzou has an Mbira Ensemble. An Mbira is an instrument that is originated from Zimbabwe hmm. um, by the Shona culture, if I'm remembering correctly. And they will be performing. Um, is it a wind or string or percussion? I believe it's a percussion um, instrument hmm. and okay. ensemble of okay. folks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, let's look right up there. Yeah, well, and they're directed by Dr. Megan Arns. Arns, I'm sorry, Dr. Arns from the School of Music. Okay. So, yeah. Um, what time is the if the primary event? At 6.30 p.m. Yes, okay, mm-hmm. so we're a nighttime. It's an evening event. Right. Uh-huh. Doors opening at 6 p.m. Mm-hmm. And it is free and open to the public. So All right. So I'm wanting to mm-hmm. make sure that that is understood. Um, there is further information on our Facebook event page mm-hmm. um, of the bridge for this. Um, and although it is, it's free and open to the public, there is an Eventbrite to just help us track registration, but a physical ticket isn't needed at all. Okay. Yeah. So you can just show up at the door yes. and sign up to get your 
Yes. If, if, if individuals need a reminder, right, my understanding is Eventbrite helps generate those reminders. Mm -hmm. So by all means, they can use that, that platform. So uh, how would they s sign up again if they wanted to let you know they're coming? So it's an easy um, uh, email, uh, address of www.bit.ly, L-Y, backslash, Dr. Terrei, T-E-R-E-R-A-I, capital T in Trent, 5 March 19. So okay. the number's being numerical. So, so we will make sure that that is posted, at least on our Facebook page, um, for Glocal News and Social Artistry, and, and then you all can share it around yes. to the different places and uh, be great. get people to sign up. So that's the shortened bit.ly form. <laughs> yes. Of, uh, <laughs> yes, bit.ly comes in nicely now and then. <laughs> Uh, so uh, this woman lives in Zimbabwe. Excuse me, Zimbabwe. Zimbabwe <laughs> still. Yes, she just actually recently moved back home. Okay. Um, her children went through school, mm -hmm. and uh, she kind of made the decision at that point to to really extend her sixth dream, which is to take her educational experiences and her influence back to her home, her home mm -hmm. country to really expand the school system mm -hmm. for girls mm -hmm. and for boys, but to um, look at that cultural and see how she, she can make a difference in her own community. Mm -hmm. Have we heard Zimbabwe in the news recently for economic issues? Um, does that ring a bell with anybody? Not on currently on my radar okay um, i'll be honest um just yeah okay we'll look it up yeah. or not Great. so we can take a a short break uh dennis uh this is glocal news and social artistry uh, i'm your host dick dalton and we'll be back in just a few minutes And welcome back to Glocal News in Social Artistry, where we talk to folks that are building a more humane world from the inside out. My guests today are Tina Edholm, part of Student Support Services, a professional staff member at uh, College of Education, and Teresa Solis-Metz, uh, who um, you administer the bridge or at you're the the person in charge over there at uh, and is that in Stoddard Hall? Where? That's actually in Townsend Hall. Townsend. Mm -hmm. Well, Two, I don't 20 know. 20 Townsend Hall. Okay. Mm -hmm. Which one is Townsend? Uh the one well, next to Jesse and in front of Hill Hall, which is the other College of Education uh -huh. building, right there on Connolly Avenue. Connolly, so okay. 6th Street and Connolly Avenue. All right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Great. And uh we are talking about a visit that's going to happen March the 5th. Dr. Terrorite Trent is coming to town. Uh, Oprah's going to be... Oh, no, no, Oprah's not going to be here. Oh, Let's not oh, start oh, rumors no, no. now, Nick. <laughs> I thought maybe I'd spread a rumor. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Uh, but <clears throat> Oprah has had Dr. Trent on her show. Yes. And uh, so people may have already 
seen uh, some of Dr. Trent's story and heard it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do you all know more about her story or her writings or uh, what's what's been going on in her life? Well, the, the first book she wrote was actually a children's book mm-hmm. um, titled The Girl Who Buried Her Dreams in a Can and is based on her life. Mm-hmm. So it's meant to be a, an autobiography of of her own story, much of um, what Tina has shared previously. Um, And so that was her first book, was her children's book. Her more recent book um, is The Awakened Woman, Remembering and Reigniting Our Sacred Dreams, which was published in 2017. Mm -hmm. Um, And it actually is the book for uh, the Bridges monthly February discussion. A week before she comes, we will be holding a book discussion of The Awakened Woman on Tuesday, February 26th, during the lunchtime hour from 12.30 to 1.30 p.m. in The Bridge. In The Bridge. Mm -hmm. All right. Um, And and folks are welcome to to join that conversation Mm -hmm. as well in preparation um, of, of her visit. Right, just to Where do people park for that? In that parking garage sort of across Conley? Is that there is a, a safe parking garage. Place? Turner uh, parking garage mm-hmm. is there. And by, um, I believe they do parking by, you have to get a parking Yeah, there's a, there is a parking permit for that particular structure. If you go to the bottom of the structure on the south side of that structure on the lower level. And you can get a one-day parking permit Hmm. or there is on the street parking Mm -hmm. and we would gladly like that Mm -hmm. um you could park downtown and walk in (laughs) any which way we would gladly have you all right and uh, that's the like a almost like a lunch bag uh yeah bring bring your lunch bring your snacks bring some friends yeah (laughs) yeah Yeah. and uh what what would help us get prepped for Dr. Trent, besides that uh, lunchtime event, and what might we be thinking about doing after she leaves? That's a great question. I'm really glad. Dr. Trent really talks about her sacred dreams. So it's about what is your sacred dream? How do you look within yourself to develop a sacred dream? And then what do you do with it Mm -hmm. from there? Mm -hmm. And so it's really that sense of not only what you can you personally do but what can you do for your community and so one of her collective things that she will talk about is education and the importance of education and she'll talk about um if you get if you give children women disadvantaged individuals an educational opportunity they will achieve their dreams Mm -hmm. it's that first step of community and the other thing she really talks about is the pathway out of poverty. You know, she, she'll talk about different aspects of poverty. I don't want to give her story away, mm-hmm. um, but it's that that dream that you can do it, mm-hmm. and it's that sense of community and your responsibility as a community member mm-hmm. to assist in achieving those goals. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully, after her after her speech, we can kind of look at our togetherness. Mm-hmm. as Colombians, as community mm-hmm. members, as students, and uh, kind of evaluate how we can bring everybody back together. Mm-hmm. So even a community could have a collective dream mm-hmm. for what this community means or we want it to be, want it to... Most definitely. Yes, okay. So there could be follow-up 
conversations at different levels and yeah yeah uh, part of the the work of the bridge um is that idea of expanding our perspectives right and so hoping that through her storytelling um you know dr trent inspires us to share our individual stories mm-hmm. with that ripple effect of then inspiring others to join in and those dreams that we hold individually and then collectively mm-hmm. as you just said um and and to celebrate those things so we mm-hmm. do actually have you know additional programming in the bridge that um, could definitely touch on the topics that uh, dr trent um, touches on and is very passionate about um, so you know following up conversations whether specifically about dr trent and her work um, as well as just getting involved with the multiple of of beyond the bridge the multiple events that mm-hmm. happen in this community mm-hmm. um, by community organizations there's a mm-hmm. lot of work being done yeah and it's recognizing what that work is and mm-hmm. if i feel a certain way can i jump in and and become an active member right right um a lot of work in the community a lot of work on campus itself mm-hmm. um and so you know rather than starting a new thing building on what already exists mm-hmm. is part of the hope mm-hmm. and just making people aware and to to take a look at what does exist around me mm-hmm. what is important to me and how can i join in that effort Right. How how is networking going on? Uh, is there a, a clearinghouse for all of these multiple uh, <laughs> projects that are being done? Does anybody kind of know all of them? Mm. Um, I know question. KOPN is is really interested yeah. in being able to network and connect with the entire community and beyond as much as possible. So it may be that as you all are aware of these, that there's uh, a way they can be funneled into Sean here at the station, and he can find a way either through our new magazine uh, oh. called Diversity. Okay, absolutely. If you didn't get a copy, you can get one out on, on the uh, outside there. And... Uh, maybe be highlighted in uh, that itself because there's stories about people in the community that are uh, doing things yeah. in that regard. Yeah. Wonderful. So a couple of things that come to mind, um, and one of our sponsors, ironically, is a Black History Month uh, committee, mm-hmm. and they have events going on all month long, mm-hmm. and those are also open to anyone within our community. Uh, there's African Fest the exact same week as Dr. Trent is here. Mm-hmm. And I know that they have programming at the Missouri Theater as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a big... The, the week is very full that mm-hmm. particular week, actually. Mm-hmm. So the, uh, the Big 12... The Big 12 um, Black Student Government Conference. Oh, yeah. Is coming up. Mm-hmm. It's coming up as well. So get involved um, in that. Mm-hmm. Jelani Co- Cobb, Dr. Jelani Cobb, who is um, in journalism, is... Uh, coming via uh, the School of Journalism, bringing him, I believe, the next day, Hmm. um, (laughs) March 6th. Mm -hmm. And Women and Gender Studies, who is also a sponsor of our event, is bringing in Feminista Jones um, on March 7th. So there's there's a lot to tap into Mm -hmm. as resource, as opportunity, um, and to hear from lots of different folks as Mm -hmm. well. Um, And just to note that given that March 8th, 
is International Women's Day. Oh. Um, this is one of the reasons that when we were thinking about bringing Dr. Trent in, um, we thought it would coincide wonderfully uh, with the fact that International Women's Day is the Friday, March 8th, mm-hmm. and we're bringing her in advance mm-hmm. on March 5th. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Great. I, I bet she is going to be talking somewhere on that 8th. <laughs> I'm, sure. I'm sure she is. I'm sure her travel schedule is Yeah. <laughs> all right. She needs a, a very good agent to get all that done. Um, so a couple of things come to mind. One is uh, the subtitle of her Awakened, The Awakened Woman book, uh, remembering and reigniting our sacred dreams. We, you weren't around in 1963. <laughs> I can't say that I was. But I was watching television in Dallas, Texas, as the March on Washington was okay. taking place, and so we have this iconic "I have a dream," mm. and we celebrate that every year during this month and. And some people think that uh, we celebrate that statement, but how do you, what does it mean to reignite a dream? Uh, to, hmm. um, have you, I don't know if you've read her book to know what some pieces of reigniting. Uh, Absolutely. You know, she talks about a small hunger, which is just our individual hunger, our immediate. But then she talks about the big hunger, the the burning hunger that's within us. And what is that? Mm -hmm. What is it that we want? What is it breaks your heart that is right there that you haven't been able to reach up into and tap into? So it's that idea that you have a burning inside you to accomplish more how are you going to get there? Mm-hmm. How are you going to use those around you to succeed? And then, and then who can you tap into to really um, grab onto that ideal and make it come true? Mm-hmm. So her book goes through a, a process. It definitely has some exercises for you to do mm-hmm. that really looks at, at both of those parts of your hunger mm-hmm. and um, taps into those. And so by the end, you'll have some opportunities and some workshops and journaling that you can do so that you can then go forth and do more within yourself and your Mm -hmm. community. I'm known as a man, (laughs) (laughs) and it's called the awakened woman, but we learn that uh, men have their divine feminine part. Uh, I'm thinking that this book could speak to men as well as women. Is that yeah, I, I was actually going to touch on that, recognizing that, you know, um, the title being The Awakened Woman and, um, you know, having mentioned International Women's Day. However, our event, the speaking event, Dr. Terai Trent's message, is beyond a gender, mm-hmm. is beyond, um, you know, just for women. Mm-hmm. It is for everyone. Mm-hmm. The message of community and collective effort um, is for for all individuals. So we truly do invite um, everyone to to join us for that evening. Um, having said that, there's a great opportunity for graduate students um, at Mizzou to attend a workshop that uh, Dr. Trent will be facilitating that afternoon of the day of her talk. Oh, okay. And so that is limited, um, but we will be putting out information for our graduate students um, to to register for for that workshop, which. Um, 
has been titled Finding Your Great Hunger. So identifying hmm. what is that passion and how do you move from identifying that passion mm -hmm. to what Tina just talked about in action mm -hmm. and making it come to fruition, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. um, so uh, that's another opportunity of interaction for our graduate students directly with Dr. Trent. Mm -hmm. Oh, directly with Dr. During Trent. Oh, great, yeah. great, okay. And the other thing she really talks about is in that moment of brokenness, that moment of within yourself that you might be down, um, regardless of your circumstances or your situation, if you're overwhelmed or you're ready to give up, you are not a victim, that you are part of the solution, that, that you can help tap into your inner strength and really find it. And I think that particular um, idea really does play that it is, it is men, it's women, it's genderless, it's, it's everything to tap into to find for yourself. And I do want to um, just mention again that she does have a children's book. Mm -hmm. And part of that curriculum is available to, to public school institutions as well. Okay. So um, if you go onto her website, you can see those particular opportunities to engage discussions within an educational environment. Mm -hmm. and, and the other thing is monies from her children's book go back to help fund her schools. Mm -hmm. So she's now up to 13 educational opportunities for her for children and youth mm -hmm. in her in Zimbabwe. Mm -hmm. So that's really important as well. So her website is Terrorite Trent International, is that right? Is that what we look for? Uh, T E R E R A I Trent T R E N T uh and I think International follows that mm -hmm. in the, uh, and there you can uh, see at least uh, the children's book, and then there's a few other menu items that, uh, and a little short video Vimeo clip uh, of her. And if you want her to speak at your place, you can. <laughs> she uh, would gladly, her. I'm sure, come back. Mm -hmm. so. uh, unfortunately. Uh, maybe part of reigniting a dream is a circumstance like Ferguson. Hmm. Um, it's sort of like there was Dr. King's I Have a Dream in 63, and then along comes, what, 50 years plus later, 60 years mm -hmm. later, mm -hmm. and you have a Ferguson event, and there's this... <laughs> What, what about this dream? <laughs> you know what, yeah. what happened to it? Where and questions start being and a hurt. I mean, there's a, a cultural hurt, that was felt uh, not just among blacks, but uh, as as people of my generation felt hurt by both Kennedys, by Malcolm X, mm -hmm. by uh, Dr. King, all being assassinated, possibly by the same yeah. little group. You but, know, yeah. that's an um, interesting point you bring up, Dick. And I, I think, you know, people talk about or think about, you know, as Ferguson, as is this event unto itself, when reality, the question becomes, what was the dream? And to what extent were we working towards actually fulfilling it, mm -hmm. right? This complacency that can set in when we think the work is done, when many of us know the work 
is not done and there's right. always so much more to do. Right. So truly, the events of 2014 were accumulation of lots of attacks on the black community. Oh, right. Right? Right. And so um, recognizing that and recognizing that Ferguson wasn't necessarily an anomaly. It mm-hmm. truly was retired. People were tired. The black community in Ferguson specifically in that area, nationwide, tired. Tired. And yeah. so, you know, the emergence of younger people, mm-hmm. maybe that's where the reigniting was happening, mm-hmm. was with our, our younger generations who, mm-hmm. you know, th- this is w- those of us who maybe are older or, or within kind of the generation where we came after the civil rights movement and, oh, okay, so we've, we've done our job, that the dream has been fulfilled. We elected President Barack Obama, mm-hmm. right? This whole post-racial piece. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not done. No. Right? And so we had that student group, uh, 1950. Mm-hmm. Concerned student, 1950. 50. Mm-hmm. And then all of this uh, notoriety and, and action on campus and mm-hmm. the, you know, the resigning and so on. And then we see this huge, possibly white, backlash of, you know, in, in some of us, uh, our language, uh, uh, we, we can almost hear someone say, somebody's getting uppity. Hmm. And uh, w- we need to show them that, uh, that if we don't fund that school, hmm. then this will go away. Yeah. So you, it was a dramatic uh, battle in a sense, mm-hmm. that was going on and continues, I'm sure, to go on uh, behind scenes and sometimes in front of the scenes. So I will say that I, um, I I moved to Columbia in 2016, so I consider myself fairly new. Mm-hmm. And so the events of uh, November of 2015, as you identified, <clears throat> I will tell you, being in a West Coast higher ed institution, you know, the nation was watching. And... And, and other student organizations and other movements of activism were watching in support of and standing in solidarity with the students who were identifying, I don't feel heard, mm-hmm. I don't feel valued, mm-hmm. my contributions don't seem to count here. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what, you know, what was being identified right. and, and noticed and right. needing to be, okay, we're here. Mm-hmm. Respond, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, here's um, a boil that's under the skin, and you all don't know it, but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And, and I, mm-hmm. I will say, you know, to the credit of those before me here at Mizzou, um, the establishment of the bridge in the College of Education was in attempts to get ahead of and address what was percolating prior, mm. right? Um, and the, the bridge in the College of Ed is not alone in its efforts in terms of um, recognizing who's in our community and valuing all voices. Um, just two years ago now, I want to say, the College of Engineering, and that's why they're a partner with us in, in mm-hmm. this, uh, established their inclusivity center. And so we are the two colleges that have dedicated staff and space in diving into 
issues of diversity, inclusion, and equity mm-hmm. as they pertain directly to our academic homes. Mm. Um, there are efforts being done by other colleges as well, mm-hmm. um, whether you know they have a designated graduate assistant working on these issues like they do in the School of Health Professions, who is also a partner in this endeavor. Um, you know, I know the School of Medicine has their efforts going on as mm-hmm. well. Um, so, so you know, within academic homes, people are examining how are we as a community, mm-hmm. right? Um, and then largely, of course, and, and wanting to, to recognize that the establishment of the Division of Inclusion, Diversity, and Equity in the UM system and on campus, um, you know, was, was, was prioritized. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and so, again, I think there were responses mm-hmm. in, in wanting to be a better community. Mm-hmm. I do believe that there is still work to be done. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. As always. Um, <clears throat> but going back to that idea that, you know, I, you mentioned kind of um, this backlash and misunderstanding mm-hmm. of what might have been going on or the lack of a full picture. Right. Let me put it that way. Or cultural uh, just vomit in a way where it, I mean where it just comes out and they don't know why they're doing it, it, it but it comes from their culture yeah mm-hmm. um, I, I would I would really love to encourage everyone to take a step back and recognize what would it feel like for them not to be heard mm-hmm. or not to feel that they were valued in the space that they live work and mm-hmm. go to school in right um and then have that guide a little bit of their own empathy, right? Because that's mm-hmm. something that connects us, right? We have a, a saying as part of the Bridges um, title of, you know, building in our shared humanity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's the part I think we sometimes need to, to move towards and, and move past the blaming and shaming mm-hmm. because that's what stalls us. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So... That's what a lot of this work, that's what a lot of, you know, Dr. Trent's message that we're, we're hoping to share, uh, mm-hmm. again, in that concept of, of collecting our passions and our gifts together, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And just to kind of go with that as well, one of, one of her African sayings that she, she has on her website and that she talks about quite often is, I am because we are, and since we are, therefore I am. And it's, it's our collectiveness that strengthens our community. And so just real, realizing that it is a shared community, it's mm-hmm. a shared experience, mm-hmm. and uh, it, that's why her message is just as important to come in here and be present and have it that seat at the table for mm-hmm. it on March 5th. March the 5th. It's coming right up. Yes. Uh, this is the 13th. Tomorrow's Valentine's Day. <laughs> oh, my. Yes, it is. <laughs> Thanks for reminding me. Uh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Might have to journey downstairs. Uh, so uh, we're continuing the work. Uh, we're uh, reigniting dreams. We need to be aware that her dream, your dream, even my dream, could be very different than someone else's dream. And uh, just to keep in in our 
awareness, a, a person who has what might be called the American dream, which for some people is a white dream. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that, that their dream is being challenged by other people's dreams. So we are in this fusion time of fusing dreams, weaving dreams together, and it feels like confusion for a while Mm -hmm. until we touch and see, oh, well, I see that there are things about your dream that are kind of like mine and oh and we touch and so acknowledging that not everyone's dream is going to just have a a welcome mat Mm -hmm. (laughs) there's a lot of struggle as she says and she will say again on the fifth right Mm -hmm. to to uh, make your dream uh, feel as though it's part of the larger dream that we all have to be a a planet of humanity with all of our relatives (laughs) in every way uh, living together and uh, peacefully sustainably uh, justly uh, equitably you know there's so many things well uh, I'm almost preaching (laughs) (laughs) Did um, I hear an amen? <laughs> <laughs> um, if, if I may, Dick, because there are so many folks involved, as we've mentioned in this event, if I may thank them um, at this time. So as you know, the, the three coordinating individ- or entities were College of Educations, The Bridge, um, the College of Education's Department of Educational School and Counseling Psychology, and the College of Engineering's Inclusivity Center through their diversity and outreach initiatives. We'd also like to thank the College of Agriculture, Food and Natural Resources, uh, the School of Health Professions, the Office of Graduate Studies, the Division of Inclusion, Diversity and Equity, the African Interdisciplinary Studies Hub, the School of Music, the Department of Women and Gender Studies, Black Studies, the Black History Month Committee, and the social justice centers um, that are on Mizzou's campus. And then in the University Healthcare Department of Surgery, so those are all the university-affiliated folks. Um, And then we have some of our community partners that we've mentioned, Wantanara, um, Achieve Balance Chiropractic, Daniel Boone Regional Library, Skylark Bookshop, and the School of Music, the uh, Embira Ensemble, um, for all partaking in sponsoring and supporting uh, this effort. And KOPN. And KOPN. <laughs> Thank you very much. And definitely a shout out to Nikita Coombs, who made this connection for us. Right. And her initiative that she spoke about a couple of weeks ago is actually getting started. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of that process as well. Yeah. So. Social justice conversations and yes. writing and to right make on, it right. Right, it? On right on race on, to get right, right on, race. on race. Yes. yes. <laughs> great, great phrasing. <laughs> well, ladies, thank you so much. Uh, Tina Edholm, Teresa Solis-Metz. Been a, an eye-opening uh, hour today and uh, folks that's March the 5th coming up real soon 
uh, find it on the web. Uh, uh, if you check out uh, the Bridges Facebook page, which is at Mizzou Ed Bridge, it is listed as one of our events there. Okay. And you can check my Facebook page, too, Excellent. Local News and Social Artistry. We'll try to get this interview uh, put up there in the next couple of days and with some links. All right. Thanks Thank so you. much. And I'll announce that next week uh, on the show, Cynthia Hawk from Jefferson City, a counselor there, will join us and uh, talk about her journey. And until then, uh, remember that wherever you are, that is your world. Uh, please leave your world more peaceful, cleaner, and more loving than you found it. Because if it is to be, it is up to us. Talk to you soon. Take care.